Hey guys, thanks for listening. This podcast is basically the post-race interviews from 70.3 Indian Wells. Um, just want to thank the athletes for letting us interview them and chat with them post-race. Um, we kicked it off with Sam Long, then Paula Finley, Jackson Laundry, Tamara Jewett, and wrapping it up with Matt McElroy. So I hope you enjoy it. We're going to get the podcast out here in the next few days. So be on the lookout for that as well. So as always, thanks for listening. All right, I'm joined at the finish line of 70.3 Indian Wells with Sam Long. I know we've recorded probably, this is the third podcast we've recorded together, two of which didn't make it out, but this one's for sure going to make it out. Sam, how was your day? Yeah, I mean, of course, you've got you've to gotta be happy anytime you win, right? So I got to say it was, it was a great day. Um, I definitely uh, was struggling out there. Um, I mean, it was not, not an easy win, and I'm definitely blown away by Jackson. Um, I mean, if he maybe would have skipped Daytona, it would have been a head-to-head battle. And, of course, great to, uh, great to give it to Lionel a bit. You know, I was really not wanting it to come to a sprint finish. And, and Bart's had a rough year as well. So uh, really, really happy to see him be back on form. And, yeah, the swim, my swim really set up the day, I think. Um, yeah, you had a great swim. Probably one of your best, you'd say, huh? Yeah, probably my best. Maybe, yeah, one of my best for sure. And... I think I'm starting to figure out the keys to open water. I'm swimming so, so much better in the pool, but I've, it's a process to figure out how to convert it over, you know, from pool to open water and just getting that experience. And that's partly why I've raced so much this year. It's my, my 12th race of the year, which is pretty mental, but uh, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked for a break now. I'm, I'm stoked with how it went. Yeah, it's good to end it on a high. Um, would you say the season was a, a success for you? Yeah, I've really, uh, as an athlete, I think it's it's really easy to let the low points uh, take up more of your mind and, and really dwell on the low points. But I've had a great season. Um, I, I probably tackled a bit more than I uh, honestly should have. Um, I, I came up with such an ambitious plan, and and that uh, caused some tweaks uh, in the schedule. And then I also just had bad luck. I mean, I got one of the most infamous penalties in a big race. I got hit by a car. But you just you gotta keep showing up and you gotta keep coming to bat and uh, I'm really impressed with uh, with myself with how I've dealt with all the setbacks and I just I kept getting up and and yeah and I've I've got a lot to work on on the full distance but on the half distance everything's everything's going well. Sweet. Are you gonna go into off season? Or are you gonna lie another race? Maybe go down to Chile, Pecan? Oh uh, no no definitely off season now. Uh, three weeks off. I've I've decided to go see the family for Christmas. I think. I think my my girlfriend Laura and I are maybe even flying down to uh, Cabo next week and and sitting on the beach. It's it's been a long season and and I'm ready for a break. Are you eyeing any early season races next year already, or do you have a plan, or just gonna enjoy the off season and then figure it out? Uh, we'll see. I'd, I'd love to have a plan. I'm a guy who likes to plan early uh, because, you know, I think if you if you fail to plan, you you're planning to fail, and that's more true than ever. But. Uh, we don't have the PTO schedule yet. We don't really have the Ironman schedule yet, so it's uh, it's hard to say. I'll, I'll likely start the season in Miami, and I'd like to go back to that uh, challenge race I did down in Chile, Puerto Varas. It's just beautiful and stunning, but uh, it's going to depend on the PTO schedule. It, it's going to be about setting those up, and everything else is going to just be fill, filler. Funny you bring that up. I, I obviously have to ask you, how do you feel about it moving away from Kona? Uh, I, I think it's not a good thing. Um, I mean... 
I think it's going to be weird having the men and the women totally separate. Um, it's going to just change the, the vibe of an island or the race venue. But personally, for me, I'm not I'm not in a place I feel even to comment because I'm not a I'm not a world championship Ironman caliber athlete uh, at this point. So I've got I've got work to do before it even matters for me. There you go. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Cheers and yo, yo, yo. All right. I'm joined by Paula Finley. First place today. You want to tell us about your day? Yeah, just barely first. It wasn't enough of a buffer. Seven minutes off the bike. Um, I'm just mostly relieved and excited for the off season. The whole run, I was just thinking, just get through this and you can take a break. So it's been a long season. It's been a great season, but really, really happy to win uh, Yeah, my first half this year. There you go. So... Tell us about the day you had a massive buffer off the bike where you just decided to hammer it just to give yourself a little buffer against the runners of the, on the field today. Yeah, I honestly thought I'd need like eight plus minutes on Tamara. <laughs> you never really know to be safe, but I was really, really cold on the bike. So that kind of forced me to ride hard for the first half. And when I heard getting off the bike, it was around seven minutes. I wasn't sure that was enough and didn't feel great running. And I just kind of tried to stay in the moment, run my own race and heard the splits coming down and it was kind of down to the wire at the end. But I found another gear for the last 5k and held her off <laughs> there you go you've had a good last half of the year i would say yeah. um what do you give yourself a grade this year on how well you did I maybe an a minus i didn't uh, i didn't win a ton of races but every race i did this year was like a big race and i was consistent through all of them and happy with my result at most of them so i think it's my most consistent year to date probably especially from a health perspective just being able to run healthy and train all year without interruption has been kind of the key to that so yeah really happy to string together a good season maybe like an a minus did i say that already yeah, yeah. okay it's like a 91 92 yeah like if, i mean second at world championships was like huge race for me and this was kind of like the cherry on top for fun although while i was racing i was like this is not fun why did i decide to do this <laughs> so going into off season now you got any big plans you gonna ski do all that stuff or what yeah, now I turn into a skier for about a month. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to not have like structured hard training for four weeks at least. And uh, me and Eric do off season pretty seriously. We don't get back to training in a week or anything. We're like actually going to take a break. And I think that's really key to setting up for next year properly. If you get right back into it in January, you're going to burn out. So yeah, I'm going to take a good rest and I definitely feel like I need it. So Yeah, there you go. Are you eyeing any early season races next year? Um, well, the PTO schedule, I don't know if that's released yet, but that'll be my focus and 70.3 worlds in the summer. And then aside from that, maybe like an Oceanside or St. George, something like that. We really like racing on the West Coast. Eric and I, we can drive to the races and Oceanside's always fun. So maybe there, but don't hold me to it. We'll see. <laughs> You're going to tease a new van in the off season or anything or? Yeah, we have a lot of exciting developments, Eric and I, for next year. And I think part of the, the perk of having a good season and having a, uh, what we do with TTL is we get good partners and we have some new ones this year that are really exciting and yeah Mercedes is potentially one of them so gonna have a fun new van amongst other things and uh yeah stay tuned awesome <laughs> thanks Paula thanks Kyle <laughs> joined by Jackson Laundry, second place today here at 70.3 Indian Wells hot off of uh performance in Daytona tell us about the decision to do both races yeah, as soon as I knew that it was possible to make it, I thought it was a no-brainer. Honestly, I thought a bunch of guys would be trying it, and um, I really, like mentally and, and for my taper, I, I prioritized Daytona, really, I did. Um, and I just thought, you know what, go to Indian Wells, give it everything I got, and 
you know, if I have to DNF for whatever reason or I'm t having a terrible day, who cares? It's just gravy. So I'm totally stoked that I was able to pull together a good day and a really good bike, especially, um, you know, working with Sam and just putting time into the field and um, swam fine and, and ran good enough to hang on for seconds. So. And you rode with Sam the majority of the day. Yeah, we got out of the water together. So we we were together the whole bike, and we you know we caught those leaders pretty quickly. And and it took a lot of work to to break away from them because they were trying to hang on, and and we managed to break them after about 10k. So between 35k to the end, it was just him and I, and going back and forth. He was leading probably 60, 70 percent of the time, but I, I took some turns and and uh, did some work and. You know, we got in with a big lead, and I thought, all right, let's see what happens. And I shockingly felt okay on the run, especially for the first uh, couple miles. Was there any point that you were like, oh, this is this is a lot, just fatigue setting into the legs? Yeah, the quads were screaming for sure the last half, and I was really uh, concerned about the boys coming from behind Lionel and Bart running really well, and uh, I was able to hold on. And, yeah, it's a perfect day, honestly. Like, I, I wasn't going to beat Sam. Um, you know, he, he had a stellar day, and, and he, he pulled away on the run. And I thought, you know what, if I can just kind of keep him close, I know those boys won't be catching me too fast. So did what I could. Did you say, uh, what would you give this season as far as a grade for yourself? Uh, B plus. Um, you know, I made some mistakes, and, and I had a bit of a rough middle section of the season. But I really started strong and finished strong. And, um I'm really proud of how I kind of learned from mistakes and, and grew as an athlete and, and I couldn't be happier with how I finished off the season. So I'm really stoked to build on it for next year and first and foremost, take a nice break and uh, not train for a couple weeks. There you go. Are you eyeing any early season races for next year? You have a calendar yet or just going to see how it goes? Oceanside for sure. That's all I know. Depending champ. Uh, let's hope I can uh, put another good day together. Nice. Thanks, Jackson. No problem. All right. I'm here with... Tamara. Tamara, yes. All right. I just want to make sure I call you by the right name. We get a lot of flack for that. So uh, tell us about your race today. Uh, strong all-round effort. My goal this year was to keep better contact on the bike, and I was able to do that. And, uh, you know, every minute that I can get for myself there is a little bit less work on the run. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, second again, same as last year, but a much stronger effort. It's a much stronger. Yeah, we were looking at your splits. Your splits are much faster this year. Obviously, you've been focused a lot more on the season. Left your job? Yeah. So how long have you been without your job? Like, uh, focused? Uh, about two weeks, I think. November 18 was my last day at the law firm. Wow. So, pretty nice. recent. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What? At what point did you? were you like, okay, I'm going to go for it and just, like, straight on? Uh, it's been sort of building all season. I think the PTO races made it feel a lot more financially viable, and, and I think... Probably around Collins Cup, I sort of really started to set in my mind, like maybe I should just go for this at least for a year and, and see what I can do and um, feel really good about it right now. Yeah. So are you going to go into off season now or are you going to train some more race again? Uh, yeah, off season. I'm off on my honeymoon actually in a week. So Where are you going? Uh, South Africa. Nice. That'll yeah. be great. Any early season races next year? Uh, I'll probably start in early May, I think, like Oceanside, yeah. ideally. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Sounds good. Is there anything else you want us to know? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> you want us to follow, follow you on Instagram? Definitely, follow... yeah. Tamara Jewett, very easy to find. So, yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram. Perfect. Sounds great. Thanks. <laughs> okay, bye. Joined by Mr. Matt McElroy. First ever 70.3? Yes. How was it? Extremely painful. Um... I guess I haven't really uh, 
fathom what went down, but I would say that, uh, yeah, I made some rookie mistakes. I didn't have a water bottle. I, my main water bottle came off out of T1, and then I was with the main pack. Sam came by, and I slowed down to uh, grab some water, and they were just gone. So I basically soloed um, the rest of the ride. And um, when I got to the run, it was basically catch fifth, put myself in a decent position, and just trying to finish it off. And I would say the run, I went out pretty hard, and I felt like walking the last three miles. Um, but luckily, I had like 36 seconds to sixth. So, um, yeah, I, I'm i excited to come back next year and race in Oceanside and give it another shot. Tell us the decision to come here rather than race with your ITU counterparts. We know you're ranked in the top 10 of Olympic points right now. So just walk us through the decision to not race with the ITU boys in Daytona. Yeah, so um, went back to Flagstaff right away. My wife's in uh, labor right now. Sorry, not going. To, she's supposed to go on labor uh, in the next like ten days. Yeah, she's not in labor right now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to come back just to support her, and uh, we didn't know if I was gonna even start this race just because um, if I got a phone call this morning or during the race, I probably was gonna pull out and book it back to Flagstaff to to be there for the birth of my son. Um, so. It would have been nice to go to Florida, but, uh, you know, duty calls, and um, we're super excited to have a boy. That's great. Yeah. Um, so next phase of life, obviously, is is to be a dad. So you're going to focus on that for the, the off season. you have a schedule for next year? Yeah, I have a little bit of a schedule. We're going to focus on WTS racing, uh, WTS racing, and then we're going to hit some 70.3s and just continue to gain experience. But, uh, man, I, I tell people this, like, basically 70.3 to Olympic distance is like soccer versus football. It's like completely different sport, completely different discipline. I know, like, obviously my coach uh, coaches like Taylor Nib, and she's really good at both. But, I don't know, for some of us, it's it's definitely, like, it just feels completely different. Deal. So, uh, going to focus on short course a little bit and then dabble in long course for next year. Yeah, that's the plan. Sweet. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, the podcast will be out later this week about the race recaps from the weekend with Western Australia, Clash Daytona, Indian Wells, and Challenge Brazil. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.